everybody, and welcome to the premiere episode of a new monthly show called Stuck Inside These Four Walls. And what this show is, it's four hosts asking four rounds of questions to, to one another with the, with the questioner also answering his own question. And uh, th this should be a lot of fun. And I, well, I hope it's, hope it's a lot of fun. And as you can see, we've got, we got some friends here to, to, uh, to take on or tackle this new, this new series. And it's dedicated to the, to the, to the four, to the four solo Beatles and the Beatles themselves. So these questions that we're going to rapid fire to each other, they can, they can involve all five camps, right? Beatles. John, Paul, George, Ringo, anything, kids, whatever you want to do. It's it you know no no question can go unturned. It's it's just going to go rapid fire as fast as we can. But before we get to that, let me introduce everybody. I'm Tom Hunyadi. You know me from Talk More Talk. You know me from Two Legs, which uh, I got my partner and my my backwards traveler here, Andy Nichols. Andy, my friend, what's going on? Hey, partner. Good evening, and uh, happy to start a new series with a couple of uh, dear friends to, in our Beatles kind of podcasting community here tonight for this uh, new series that I hope we get to revisit multiple times as we, as we start this. Yes. I mean, we're hoping to do this at least once a month, uh, you know, just to hang out and, and, and have fun. But eventually what we want to do with this series is have you, uh, you, the listener or watcher, uh, ask us the questions or topics that you want us or you think we should be talking about. Um, so here to join us for, for this, for this wonderful first episode, <laughs> as our friends, we, we've got our buddy, me, Mr. Mayo, Joe Mayo, you know him from his YouTube channel, me, Mr. Mayo, Joe, how you doing, my friend? Doing great. I'm really looking forward to this. And as they say, we're going to have some fun tonight. Some fun tonight. We hope so, because I don't, I don't know. I don't know if we have any idea how this is going to go. No, we, do, we don't. <laughs> I tell you, the, the best things usually go that way. You yeah. just run, take the ball and run with it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, and we can't uh, leave out our, our good buddy from, from across the pond. He is our, 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 our he's, uh, he's our UK friend and he's got a wonderful uh, channel called Beatly Tones Beetle Channel. And he is Tone. Tony, whatever you want to call him, he's here. Tony, my friend, it's late night. Thank you for staying up and joining us for this show. Pleasure. Delighted to be invited to do this with you guys. Uh, so uh, it should be a lot of fun. I think it'll be be fun. A bit scary, but a little bit fun. Scary. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, this it's going to be four rounds of, of us answering each other's questions. I don't know how you see us on, on the screen as you're watching, but but what yeah. we're going to go is we're going to go clockwise. And it's uh, myself, then Joe, then Tone, and then Andy. Uh, again, like I said, it's going to be four rounds of questions and uh, with all of us, all of us answering uh, each question. So I'm going to go first uh, in this uh, in this episode. Uh, maybe we'll switch it as as the episodes continue but like i said we want you guys to to be a part of this as as well so hopefully with the t second time we do this we'll have questions and topics uh, from you guys not trivia we're going to try to keep them um, opinionated but andy what are you going to say i was actually going to say a trivia show would be great if we did a little beatles vinyl community trivia show 500 yeah, alex let's go let's do that let's do a trivia show well maybe one of these episodes can be a, a trivia show and we can have 
Because uh, I tell you what, does anybody have a copy of Beatles Trivial Pursuit? Because I do, and some of those questions oh, are damn I do. hard. Oh, yeah, I some have of them that are too. hard. Yeah. Yeah. So we could we could actually read the card and actually play right. Trivial Pursuit and record that for a show. That would yeah, be a that's... good one. But some yeah. of those questions have been proven inaccurate as well. Yeah. So, oh. so yeah. there's yeah. that. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that. Yeah, it the, happens. The, the show yeah. is going to be it's for people who are like, well, what are these four guys going to do? We're, we could we can talk about collecting Beatles music. Right. What do you as a fan collect? What do you like? But it's not going to be just about one thing. It could really be, as Tom mentioned, all encompassing. Whether that's your right. opinions on something, your collecting, your personal collecting habits with Joe's tones, anybody, and you and you out there as well. So it's not just going to be about Paul. Or there's going to be it's going to be very very wide ranging. Right. Absolutely. You know. You notice that the trivia show idea is mooted by the guy with the MA degree in the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the thing, you know, as, as we're just, you know, shooting the shit, talking, you know, maybe we have a p fifth person on here that will, you know, read trivia questions and we can see what, what happens after, uh, you know, six, seven, eight rounds. Get of uh, Frangione on here. Frangione, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's too busy interviewing Paul now these days. Yeah. So. <laughs> Tone, well, did you lucky, get a chance to man. hear that? Did you get a chance to hear that interview, Tone? I didn't hear it yet. What, what, which interview was that? So it was the Tug of War 40th anniversary interview that Tom Frangione, Tom just mentioned, interviewed Paul several months back, and it just dropped on satellite radio a few months back, and it was no. a new interview with Paul. No, I haven't. I haven't heard that. Joe, you not, no. not you? Oh, it's it, Tom. You heard it, right? No. I thought yeah. you, oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> well, it's, it was really good. I mean, you have to be a serious XM subscriber. And a tone. I don't know if they offer well, that. I'm not. Okay. Do they? No. No, I'm not. Well, I'm not sure. But um, <laughs> all right. I will well, check it out. I'll see if I can it's, find it. It's it's probably out there. It was a good interview, but yeah, Tom Frangio. Mm. But we don't need him. We can do our own questions. We can do our own questions. <laughs> Alrighty. All righty. All right. So let's get started here, people. As I said, we're going to go. It's going to try to be run this as, as, as fast as possible. The show could last a half hour. It could last 15 minutes. It, it won't be a half hour. No. Just... <laughs> but that. here we go. Okay. So it might be. Yeah. So here we go. First question right off the bat that I have for all of you, and it is about collecting. And I want to know from all, from the three of you, and then I'll answer myself, where is your limit? I mean, what, where do you where do you draw the line at collecting? If you're not interested in, say, collecting, uh, you know, pieces, uh, promotional pieces like I have behind me, but if you walk into a record store and if it's at your price, I mean, you're still going to buy it, right? But but my my thoughts are just I just want to know where your line is. And and Joe, I mean, I you're hey, you're a big collector. I can see behind you. Sure. I mean, where do you where do you draw the line? Well. For one thing, when it comes to Beatles merchandise, uh, you know, you can't possibly have everything. I thought a lot of times that uh, it's more like different Beatles collectors have different things. You know, th this is your collection, and, and you, Tom has his collection, and everybody has their collection. But I, when I draw the line, uh, I'm not too interested in retro stuff, really. Like, uh, I'm not interested in stuff made today, like, like a lot of Yellow Submarine stuff. Like, right. you know, uh, I mean, if... If I see a, a figure or something that looks really like dead on, looks really really good, like they look like they they captured their likeness and it's a really nice piece, I may want to get that. But uh, I don't have to have a lot of retro. Oh, cough, that's right. cough button. That's okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, and 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 and, and you know, I don't collect everything. You know, people think, oh, this guy just buys everything. You know, I've skipped the Egypt Station suitcase, for example. I I skipped the All Things Must Grass thing that George came out with. <laughs> uh, I I. Uh, Skip the Hey Grand Dude, the Paul book. I mean, this they were they were. All, uh, I didn't get the Ringo hand or whatever for like a thousand dollars or whatever that was. You know, I, mm. uh, you know, right. but yeah. So that, I, that there's an answer. But 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 I mean, if you did see one of those things that you weren't interested at a reasonable price, like say like if you walked into Infinity Records and they had the suitcase there for maybe a hundred. Oh, bucks, good. that's a good know? question. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, if I it wasn't so much the I didn't think much of that to tell you the truth. I like the suitcase better than the contents. Right. I think, but the thing is, yeah, if it was like really like cheap or something, sure. Uh, the Ringo hand, I'd like to have that for like a hundred bucks or something. Right. Okay. Maybe two hundred. But yeah, in those in in those cases, it it was money driven, but not always money driven. Like all things must grass. I just didn't want. Hey, right. grand dude, I didn't care about. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Okay, cool. All right, Tone, you're up next. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same as, as far as um, memorabilia and that sort of stuff. I'm not really a collector of those sort of, you know, artifacts. Uh, it's more, you know, I'm about the music. I right. Think. So, so uh, you know, I, I collect all, all the records. Uh, I don't have to have, you know, every variation of, of a record unless there's something musically different about them so if it's a remix mm. or a remaster or something like that but i don't have to have lots of copies um of the same album i don't keep out i don't keep records in shrink uh you know un, unopened um i don't do any of that sort of stuff um mm -hmm. i'm just really uh about get getting everything that's 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 different you know i didn't buy the uber crate um, I would have quite liked the Wings Over Europe um, paperweight. Oh, um, same here. Absolutely. But, but um, I, I was too late and it was too expensive. And and I, I won't pay, you know, stupid money for things that I don't think I'm going to get value out of. And I don't, you know, with music, I will because I'll play it. You know, I'll play it. And, you know, things like the singles box set, that was an absolute must-have for me. Mm. Um, but But, you know, I don't... You know, Beetle Brad, I mean, he's got a fantastic collection of, you know, memorabilia and, you know, figures and all sorts, of, you know, train sets and all this sort of stuff. But, you know, I like looking at his videos, but it's not something that I sort of, you know, crave to get or right. anything like that. So I have got the got got a line and I won't buy things that are new if I've already got them, like the, you know, the one, two, three McCartney box. I didn't get that. Mm -hmm. um because of, you know i've got multiple copies of each of those albums and there was no nothing new musically in it to draw me in okay very good andy uh very similar to uh to joe and tone uh mostly the music i'm not really a memorabilia guy at all I'm not into that kind of those artifacts or any of that stuff for me it's the music it always has been i'll always get the music first not really, you know, and I, and if I if I see an item, you know, that, that's a certain price, I mean, I'll always get it. But like Joe said, hey, grand dude, I'm not into it. I'm just not into the book. Uh, there's certain aspects where I don't have to buy every single thing. I don't mm -hmm. need hey, grand dude or whatever that other second book was uh, about the submarine or green submarine, whatever. I'm not interested in any of that. 
Mm. I'm not interested in any of that. So where it's it's got to be about the music, as Tone mentioned and Joe mentioned. If no, no. I, by the way, let me just clarify. It's about the memorabilia for me too. For <laughs> sure, <laughs> very much so. Uh, but it's just that I don't. I'm not just that interested in re- new everything. Stuff. Right or, or or every every single every thing. Every little thing. Like Tom, Tom yeah. mentioned yeah. Beetle Brad. You know, I appreciate that stuff, but to me, it's 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 the music. And if there is a new aspect to a release, as Tom mentioned, whether that's extra tracks or a remaster, then yeah, well, then we're all in and we're gonna get it. So, yeah. but um, I yeah, that music first and you know, promotional items. If I saw if I saw something fl- like if I saw an in-store display, you know, yeah. hanging in a record store. I'd probably go for that, like you know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, whether it is something, something right. like that. I'd go for, but it really over the top stuff, not really. No, I, right. I didn't get high grand dude either, but I did get high. Uh, what's it called? High in the clouds. High in the clouds. High in the clouds because because mm-hmm. uh, he was signing copies of it uh, right. in London, and I I managed to get into you know to meet him get a get a book and get it get it signed so i only bought it for that that reason but i've never read it um and so uh, there's no need for hey grand dude for me right. okay well beatles uh, again children. beatles right. children as well yeah I the line, yeah uh, beatles children yeah. I yes do, i do yeah. have i do have the lot the first julian yeah. Lennon album but i'm of course since right. that Gotcha. Okay. Well, I, I'm still looking for my line. I don't know. If I... <laughs> you, well, we don't know. Where, we don't know where you draw the line, man. Because you 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 break the rules on that crap. Yeah. Maybe, but to to echo all of you, yes, the music is first and foremost the most important thing. However, you know, once once you've got that music, and if you know you see things that are you know you feel are reasonably priced, you know. What what's the what's the shame in, in, in going after that stuff? I mean, you know, um, you know, like the the frisbees up there, the Run Devil Run set. You know, I oh, want them. You know, yeah, you know, you know, I've got the the Linda a lot of a bunch of the Linda McCartney calendars from that you could get for a club sent. You know, with you know uh, from Club Sandwich. Uh, you know, so and then I know a lot of people collect those Club Sandwiches as well. So yeah. So, you know, it, de- it depends. I think it depends. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I think if it's Paul stuff, yeah, like I've, right. you got those great frisbees there. Like, yeah, I right. think any true Paul fan would love to have those frisbees, which you so kindly got one for me yeah. in the fest <laughs> last year. And yeah. I love it because, but, but I wouldn't go out of my way and get Beatles stuff if that makes any sense. Right. I mean, you know, again, you know, the, 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 sense, the, the, the new, the new, it does or doesn't. I mean, yeah, I no, mean, not to, but to me, but everybody's yeah. individual, you know. Right. I mean, the the new cube. I mean, I I think this oh, is a kick ass piece. You know, yes. who, if oh, it's, it if you see it, it for does. a reasonable price, you know, who wouldn't want to get it? You know, what I mean, so. Yeah. Well, well not, not everybody well, cares about the stuff that's. Yeah. Well, exactly. Again, but we do. Well, we do. We gotta have you those. Hey, you gotta have yeah. those McCartney three dice, baby. Come on, hey, snake hey, eyes. Yeah, you know? see them up there. See them up there. Look at that. Boxes, <laughs> boxes of pastry boxes there. <laughs> pastry. No cannolis in those boxes, huh? Right. <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, leave, okay. leave the gun. Leave right. the gun. Take the cannolis. Take the cannolis. There you go, Joe. It is your turn, my friend. What is yeah. your first well, question? Well, I didn't know. You know, I, just, I didn't know we were doing collecting. Or could yeah. do collecting. I know it's not required, yeah. but I mean, I didn't know it was an option. Otherwise, yeah. I would have had more doors open. I I yeah. did traditional kind of opinions, like for example, yeah. like you know, in 1988 they had the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, Paul McCartney chose not to attend, 
uh, because he said that uh, you know, the Beatles were still involved in business issues. And he felt, uh, I think a quote was something along the lines of that, he didn't want to seem like a hypocrite while they're having a business right. problems to go there and like, hey, buddy, and, you know, hanging out at what he called a fake reunion. Right. And I was curious as to what everybody thought of that. Like, did you think Paul should have gone uh, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, as they say, sod all that stuff? Or do you think he made the right decision, it made sense, that kind of thing? So... I'm going to go around. I mean, if I'm doing clockwise, do I start with... Uh, you start with Tone. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right, Tone, you're first. What do you think of... Well, about? well, from a, a, a selfish point of view, I think that he probably should have should have, should have, have done it because it would have been it would have been nice to see. But it's kind of... A, it's, that's a kind of a similar thing to the, uh, the concert for Bangladesh thing that we read about mm. in the McCartney Legacy where, he, you know, he was asked to, to you know, to appear in... In that, and he he turned it down because you know the thing was being organized. You know, it was it was By a fine yeah. production, and right. he didn't want to hand Klein this easy win of you know saying you know I got the Beatles back back on stage. Right. But then on you know the other side of that was that people were dying, you know, and mm. uh, you know he would have been you know if he you know he, if he'd been there he would have helped or raise awareness oh, that. absolutely so i think it's it's not quite the same level of importance i don't think the hall of fame but it it, it would have been nice i think okay okay andy what do you think i think hindsight he probably should have gone you know because the a lot of legalities obviously were settled in 75 76 when when we dissolved this contract the business disputes that kept him from attending that award ceremony was the McCartney clause contract, which happened in 83 and they found out he was making more percentages. And that's when they kind of were suing him for that. And that's why he didn't go. I think it, I think history will show that it was in poor taste that he did not go, you know, being the fact that it was after John's death and he probably should have gone to that. I mean, because it wasn't a Apple was over and done by that point. Apple was over this. He didn't go because of another lawsuit which was, you know, they found that he was making more money, you know, on the songs. And then, you royalties. know, he, right, the royalties. He could have put on the, you know, the Paul thumbs up and got through the ceremony to mm. have it there. And it's a real blemish, in my opinion, that he was not there when the Beatles were inducted because of that. If it was 10 years prior and Klein was not solved and out of the picture yet, I could see that. Klein was out of the picture and he really needed to be at that Hall of Fame induction ceremony, in my opinion. Mm. Okay. Cool. Okay, Tom. Well, uh, before Andy joined uh, Two Legs, uh, one of the last shows I did with with uh, David was we had Mitch Axelrod on, and we, and we we discussed our our five uh, the five things that were you know biggest mistakes in Paul's career, and that was one of my one of my picks. I I do believe that him not going was one of his big mistakes uh, in his career. Uh, absolutely, I agree with you guys. I mean, you you put business you know aside. Uh, you, you this is something that people you know had to wait another what uh seven years for the beatles anthology to see uh that the three of them uh together on, on film or, or tv or whatever you want to say so but yeah i mean he could have gone accepted he didn't have to perform no one was you know putting a gun to his head saying hey you have to perform with them as well no he could have just gone and, and 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 you know accepted made a nice little speech like annie said thumbs up you know hug everybody 
and that's it. And then you can have, you know, Ringo and George go on stage like they did and, and perform. You know, Paul didn't have to if he felt it was, you know, a cheap, uh, you know, uh, reunion, if you will. So, but yeah, and then, you know, Tone, you, you mentioned about the Bangladesh thing. I mean, just think, I mean, that, 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 that album sold millions of copies. Just imagine if Paul and George, I mean, Paul and, and, and John were on that album as well. Just, just how much, how many more millions would, wow. you know, yeah. would that have yeah. sold? So, but yeah, but yeah, it, it, it was a huge mistake uh, on his part to not show up. Okay, just well, that, for me, I make it unanimous, mm -hmm. you know, um, what can I what can I say? I mean, it's his decision, obviously. I don't want it to make it sound like it's just because of me as a fan. It would have been so cool. I, he said, you know, later when he was talking about it, he says, I think I, I probably wanted to go more than anybody else to that thing, you know. But right. it's in that. I think that I heard uh, George even said Linda was kind of disappointed. I, I think it was going mm -hmm. on where Linda wanted to go and all that kind of stuff. I think, like you said, you know, put it on the shelf for one evening. Just for one evening, you know, just for you know, one with friends. Night. Yeah, that's it. Right. And that, and that, that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. but Paul was a master showman. He could have he could have he could have pulled the one night mm -hmm. off of just he getting through it, you and know, smiling for the cameras, and then just yeah, get like, through it. Like like Billy Joel saying, "We all have a face." You know, he could have easily put that face on, and uh, you know, a couple hours later, you you, you go back to uh, you you go back Dealing. to your lawsuits. You know, right, so, right. Yeah, you sue me, and I serve you. You know. Um, and they were always suing each other anyway. You know, <laughs> so I mean, how, that's a very depressing. I could video. maybe have, I could maybe have handed over some writs in person. Right. <laughs> it's just so. It's very depressing watching George make that speech on behalf of the Beatles. Right. You right. know. And he's like, "It's hard to stand here representing the Beatles, but it's all that's left." I'm afraid. That's yeah. that's that. At least just... he said we all love Paul very much. That was good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just, just out of interest, do, do you get the uh, the the Hall of Fame uh, inductions uh, on TV in the US? Yes, we, yes. You, yeah. what, live? You get yeah. No. yeah, no, no, it's not no. Live. Doesn't HBO doesn't do them live? I thought they did. No, what what they have the ceremony in New York okay. and they record it and they end up showing it a you know a few weeks later uh, on HBO. Okay. It's not yeah. well back back then, as I recall, in '88, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I don't watch the news after the fact. I don't remember right. like. Seeing mm -hmm. anything like broadcast till yeah. after the fact in the news tonight, this is what happened. You know, well, and people watching can leave in the comments and and let us know, uh, you know, how yeah. they do it these days. But uh, yeah. but uh, tone, you're next. We don't we don't get it here. Okay, yeah, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. by the way, Yoko said, and John would have come. John, would yes. have been here. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, so my. My question, as this is called Stuck Inside These Four Walls, okay, yep. we're going to imagine that you're in a in a lift. Sorry, an elevator for you guys. That's an okay, elevator. I got you. I got you. We're in an elevator. And with three people that are associated with the Beatles, either dead or alive, but not the actual Beatles, which three people would you like to be stuck inside these Four walls of the elevator. Right. I got the most. I got the most time to think. That's what I want. <laughs> wow, that's a great question, Tone. Stuck inside the yeah. four walls of a lift. I love that yeah, question. Woo. Yeah. Um, Can I say all females? Or... <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. no but <laughs> anyone, you can have anyone <laughs> you like. That's the same. Three, three people, Tone. How yeah, many? three people. Three so people only. So there's four of you. <laughs> right. Okay. So right off the bat. 
we're going to go Brian, Brian Epstein, one, mm-hmm. George Martin, two, and probably um, Neil Aspinall, three. Hmm. Those three for me. Okay. That's it. I want those are the three people closest that know all the stuff that know everything that know that we don't know. So yeah, let uh, I want those three. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So I I'm going with I'm going with Gene Asher. I'm going uh, Mel Evans, and I'm going uh, Stu Sutcliffe. I think that it's a nice rounded uh, rounded elevator uh, elevator ride right there. <laughs> well, hopefully the elevator gets stopped and stuck, yeah. and you can talk. Yeah, to it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I didn't mention that that it, it is actually out of action, and you got to wait for the <laughs> elevator repair boat to come. So you get a, you know you get yeah. a bit of time with these three people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, the first one, whatever you want to ask him, the first one that came to mind was uh, George Martin. This first one Mm -hmm. I thought of, then I thought of Brian Epstein, you know, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, I don't know. I mean, this is is supposed to be rapid fire, right? What you think of, Mm -hmm. of, I thought of Linda. Does she count? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just thought because, you know, she's so so cool and so down to earth and fun, Mm -hmm. you know, talk to her about Paul and stuff, you know. Okay. So there you go. Linda McCartney. Yes, tone? How about you, Tone? So I've gone for Yoko. Mm. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I'm a Yoko supporter and I'm laughing. Yeah. I'd love to be stuck in a lift with Yoko. Mm. I'd, 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 the first thing I'd, to be honest, the first thing I'd do would be thanking her for all the John Lennon stuff that she's put out since yes. night. We've, yes. got, we've got so much to be grateful to her for, you know, for whatever sure. your opinion yeah. of Good her. Good point. I've also got George Martin as a popular pick, mm-hmm. and uh, my third one, I've I've gone Billy Preston because I oh. just think I just think he'd be a bloody great person to be stuck in a lift with. He'd be dancing round. <laughs> I just think I just think you'd have the most fun with Billy Preston. Yeah, mm-hmm. see big afro during, time. Yeah, during those big afro days though too, yeah, right? So yeah, we can you know yeah. then go back nothing and forth. From nothing means nothing. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would take up the whole lift. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andy. Nice, nice choices. Okay, yeah. um, this is more of a little bit of all-encompassing, little uh, deeper thought-provoking question. It's not related to an album or anything. It's a little more of an overall question. Okay, mm-hmm. and my question is. Um, Paul and everybody, all the principal people in the Beatles are getting up there in age. Ringo's 82, Paul's 80. Do you think as time passes and the Beatles are eventually all gone, do you think the Beatles influence and their popularity will wane and diminish as time goes on amongst mm. younger people, uh, younger, younger fans, Gen Z, TikTokers. We know that there are fans of the Beatles now that are of that of that are of that generation but i'm talking 5 10 15 20 years from now will the beatles still be regarded and held and in such popular regard as and as we even we age and get older cuz you know mm-hmm. what what will happen to the beatles legacy 30 50 years from now mm-hmm. thomas 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I can see the the population. You know, it, it they're they're not population, but they're the popularity. I, I I can see you know coming to a downward uh, spiral. I, I I can see like fests not happening as much. Uh, maybe maybe you know Liverpool and and New York maybe and, you know and that's it. I can I can see there's still being a Beatles, you know out there i can still see facebook pages i you know i can see you know after paul and ringo unfortunately after they leave us i can see you know popularity you know kind of going down a little bit but i always think there's always going to be some kind there's going to be you know people after us you know that are going to carry on that 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 beetle flag and and continue to do these youtube channels or podcasts or or beetles TikToks. there's oh they're always going to be a, something Beatles out there to remind people how great you know they were as a group and as solo artists. Oh, great answer, great answer, Joe. <clears throat> well, um, I think it's going to go on, and you know, for the for the decades to come, even after Paul and Ringo are gone. I mean, uh, granted, they're here now. When I say, oh, you know, people would have thought if you'd said in 1964 or 65, we'd be standing here in 2023 still talking about them this much. Nobody believe you, but Paul and Ringo are still here. Um, but I think it'll always be going on and interest and there'll be shows and conventions and things, I believe, uh, probably. And it'll always be popular, always be music that people are going to seek out, always be near the top. Their stuff is always going to sell great, I think. And the only thing is, the young people, I still believe their music, Beatles music, transcends time because of the generations. It's accessible to new people. It, it works for new generations. It, it's the music that kind of lives on. They, they like it. But probably a little less. Maybe I'm thinking, if anything, a little less of the youngsters, maybe, because yeah. they have that tie-in with Paul now. They can go to tour, on tours to see see Paul on tour, go right. to concerts, mm -hmm. look forward to the new album and everything. But I don't want to make this long. we got to rush these in a way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm thinking, but then again, you know, I always say the Beatles stuff sells really, really good. Mm -hmm. Revolver and things like that. You know, and the Paul stuff for a long time, I, I used to say, how come he can't get number one? How come you used to say that with... He has a big fan base. Why isn't new number number one? You know, why are some of these albums yeah. number one? So I don't think I don't think it makes a difference. The Beatles kind of like are independent to most fans, than other than what Paul or Ringo mm -hmm. are doing alive, yeah, are doing when they're alive, right. as well. Tone. Yeah, it's a really really interesting question because um, when you when when you're you're, you're choosing to base it. Um, basically on when on when when they've all passed um so we've already we've already seen two of them pass and um i i expect there there has already been a slowdown in this because obviously you know we're we're second generation beatles fans right um so no. there's still lots of us <laughs> around but well, joe would be first but but, but then um you know, as it as it as it goes, as the generations go down, it will become less and less because we already see that. You know, the young people there will always be young people interested in music, and they will all always go back and listen to old music. Um, but you know, 
in back in our day, like music was the be all and end all when we were when we were kids. That's why we're here, you know, where we are now with with this this whole Beatles thing. You know, you were either you know you're probably into music and sport, and they were probably the two main thing. But the kids today, they've got so yeah. many other distractions that take them away from music. I mean, for example, in the UK, we don't even have a um, you know, uh, uh, you know, a top twenty, top thirty TV show anymore. We used to have Top of the Pops. Used to be mm-hmm. a must-watch program for all kids. You know, all all young people watch Top of the Pops. Never missed it. Well, we don't have anything. No one knows what. <laughs> no one knows what's number one. Let alone you know. Well, don't you have 15. that for? Don't you have BBC Radio One for that? We do, but they, but 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 we. It's radio. We don't have. T- we don't have. Right. T- TV. I mean, the the thing with Top of the Pops was that you know if a band was on Top of the Pops, then their record would go up in the charts the following yeah. following week yeah. without a chat. It was yeah. great, great promotion. So I think it will dwindle away a little bit, but there will always be people that are interested in in music. It will just be less. So I don't think you know the. I think the Beatles will always be regarded you know, as the greatest band of all time and therefore people will want to investigate what they are about, hear that hear their music and right. see whether they agree with you know, what is this all about, this whole Beatles thing. Sixty years it? ago, what was it? Yeah. You know, it's sixty years ago and it's still going going strong, but that's because, you know, we're here. But you know, a lot of first generation Beatles fans would have passed on by now. So probably there's, right. you know, there's, there, you know, there's, there's, um, there's, there's less of us now, but there's still enough of us to make it still yeah. a big thing. Right. I, think. So I think the question is 20, 30 years from now, will the people listening to the Beatles share it with the, the younger, you know, generation? And will that continue to, will that process continue? I, I, I think, think that'll always continue. I yeah. think it'll continue. I, I do think it'll it'll diminish because that's just that's just that's just numbers and aging. It will diminish. It's all going to be dependent upon the people that listen. Do the second generation fans pass down to the third generation fans, right. and will the third generation fans pass it down? And I think you'll always get as Tone mentioned. There'll always be there'll always be some fans of the Beatles. It'll just diminish in numbers as time goes on. Mm-hmm. I think a great thing the the great thing that they have now is obviously you've got courses. And college classes that are on the Beatles that are then people can learn about the Beatles. Younger people can learn about it in an educational setting and learn about the Beatles and say, okay, well, things that we take for granted that we know so well because we've been we've been fans all our lives. You know, people that are younger now can learn this in an academic setting and actually appreciate it from that perspective. And there's so many courses in education classes on the Beatles now on on every level uh, undergraduate postgraduate so the opportunities to learn for younger people are there and yeah. in that way it'll carry on always and it will yeah. it will happen mate i mean there tomorrow there will be someone somewhere in the world some young person somewhere in the world will be hearing Sergeant Pepper for the very well, first time. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Abbey Mode or something like that. And then the next day, <clears throat> the same thing will happen. It will, you know, that that's how it goes. But it's just it's just a, a smaller amount of people, I think. Then as as yeah. what it was, it was and it's just when, gonna do when we yes. discovered it, it was, you know, 
everybody in your class. Now maybe it's maybe two or three people in right, right, um, right. And the school. I want to <laughs> yeah. say a word of that though, because that's yeah. how that's what I always say. I always say there'll be enough, even though you may be the only person in your school or one of two or the worldwide. You know, it goes right. on. But yeah. I, I just wanted to say, you know, I said about oh, I'm the first generation. I, I I always I don't want people to think that I'm insisting that I'm a first right. generation. This is not the time or place. I'll make it quick. I've always considered myself a second generation fan. I'm fine with that for the most part i am you know for the most part but then somebody told me once well you were but somebody said but you were when you were a kid you had the records you liked them right yeah he said when you when they were on in the 60s on cartoons in 66 and 67 you liked them and you watched them every saturday you were a fan right said yeah so you liked them when you were first first. that's (laughs) the only reason i said first and uh, one other thing these days we've got the internet of course yeah so and sometimes I feel, I don't know how you feel, I feel sometimes that it's bigger in a way because of the internet and all over now than it was when I was in school. And sometimes I think I was like, you know, it wasn't, <laughs> I think sometimes it's bigger now than it was in like 79, 81. I don't know. Sometimes I think that. You know? Yeah. So, mm. All right. Okay, well, that was round number one. I mean, we got the, we got <laughs> we the jitters, or the butterflies are gone. We, we we made it through. Let's see if we can maybe pick up the pace a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's right pick now. up the pace. <laughs> All right, and we're going to go round number two right now. And, uh, gentlemen, uh, uh, the original, you know, best of greatest hits from the four, okay? We got, uh, you know, Blast for Your Past. We got Shave Fish. We got uh, Best of George Harrison. We got uh, Wings, uh, Wings Greatest. I want you guys to rank them from least favorite to favorite. Joe, we'll start with you. I'm writing with that. Um, I love Wings Greatest. I always loved that. I thought it was a great compilation. Then I liked uh, the Ringo album, Blast From Your Past. Because mm-hmm. even though it's short, I thought it was a really nice, tight feel of Ringo's good stuff mm-hmm. at that time. John, I put third with Shade Fish. Um, you know, I, I it was really great at the time. It was one of the one of the first solo Beatle albums I ever bought on vinyl. They might have been the first. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, I I don't think it's as strong now. There's better comps out there. And uh, George Harrison, the best of George Harrison, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, you know, there's a lot of Beatles stuff on it, and not just George. Right. But eventually, I'm going to do a video still defending it for a reason. But all right, out of those out of those four, yeah, that's the that would be last. Okay, Tom? Uh, okay, in reverse order, uh, best of George Harrison, just for the reason mm-hmm. Joe said that, it, you know, it's not a proper George compilation album. It could have been so much better if they hadn't included, mm-hmm. you know, they give, they give Ringo uh, a compilation <laughs> album all to himself. <laughs> George only gets gets one side. That's totally unfair. Terrible. So, yeah, so best of George Harrison, my least favourite then. Blast from your past, which oh. I think is a great uh, is a great compilation for you know nineteen seventy five. What what he'd had out up to that that time. Um, second place, I'm going to go Wings Greatest. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, first, I'm going to go Shave Fish, mainly because uh, it was the first John Lennon album that I ever heard. And there's not a bad track on it. It's, it's just and he and he and he oversaw it. And his correct, yeah. correct. He, he oversaw that album. Yeah. Right, but all those edits. Oh, uh, anyways. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. Andy. Same as tone. Same exact lineup really? as tone. Same. Same ranking. Best of George wow. Harrison. Blasting your past. Wings greatest and shave fished. Because it was one of the first albums I discovered as a, mm. as an early Lennon fan, and he oversaw it. The only compilation he ever saw in his lifetime. Yes, even with the bad edits, 
but the artwork on it, I mean, I oh, can still yeah. see that in my mm -hmm. day. The drawings, Mother, Mind Games, give me yeah, a great chance, cover, great cover. Yeah. Yeah. The, that artwork is ingrained in my memory for as and long as I And from your live. past. I like that cover, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you know, you're saying, oh, he's a Paul guy. Man. Yeah, but Shay yeah. Fish. And Shay Fish. Love, I also that tone? What? <laughs> tone? The red apple on blast from your past. Yes. yes. And, I, and I and I look underneath there. I have a, a hard day's night poster. I have best of George Harrison poster. I like the cover, a very cosmic look of yeah. George in the cosmos. Yeah. I love that. That one is a good one. Yeah. yeah cover, Tom, I like that better. Okay. Tom, what do you got? I I, I gotta I gotta agree with uh, with Joe. I mean, even though Shane Fish was my first greatest hits from from any of them, yeah. But uh, um, you know. Best of George Harrison. I mean, that was just an abomination. That you know, he really got screwed uh, on that. Uh, Something. I, why my guitar gently yeah. weeps? Taxman, yeah. here comes the son of, are among the best of George Harrison. I exactly. <laughs> but we're that's that's about, you know, <laughs> exactly. I agree with you, but it's just a solo. Best song should have been. <laughs> Anyways, um, then we're going uh, the shave fish uh, after that because the the edits really bother me. I mean, I want to hear those whole songs. I just you know that's just uh, me. Um, and then um, uh, last from your past, I think is a great compilation for Ringo. I mean, all that success he had in that first half of the seventies is is just great for him. He deserves a, a, a great compilation like that. Um, but then even though we don't have the number one hit that is listen to what the man said wings greatest I or think is still you yeah. still put that at number one even yeah. even without even without uh, uh, the live version of maybe i'm amazed either yes yeah oh, come absolutely. On. absolutely oh that's a that's a great compilation the wings greatest it is. is is a is near perfect okay <laughs> okay okay very All right, good. joe you're up my friend this is an easy one let's be this should be fast okay it's okay. Very, a fast one power to the people by john or give Ireland back to the Irish by Paul. What do you prefer? <laughs> tone. And your your first tone. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm going give Ireland back to the Irish. Mm. Much as I, you know, I love John Lennon, but Power to the People is just a little bit contrived. I feel. So uh, give Ireland back to the Irish. Silly words, <laughs> but great tune. Yeah. I'm with I'm with I'm with Tony. It's give on back to by a hair, you know. Yeah. Power to the people. John was very influenced by the the, the 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 left, the radical left during this time, and the Red Mole and all that stuff. He was you know he was influenced by a lot of those people and, and Tariq Ali and all those things. So uh, it's a great song, but I got to give the slight nudge to give Ireland back to the Irish. Tom. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm going with Give Ireland Back to the Irish as well. Although I prefer the B-side on the Power to the People opening <laughs> box from Yoko Ono uh, yeah. over, over version, uh, if you will. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I Give Ireland Back to the Irish for me. Uh, I'm going with Power to the People, even mm -hmm. though I, I do like Give Ireland back to the Irish very much. I like it a lot. You know, Paul getting some, you know, you know, Watts to try going out there and doing a daring kind of song. And I just thought only now, now as we're doing this, I started thinking, well, wait a minute. Just now I'm thinking, hey, you know, I think that's one time where John's is more maybe arguably more accessible in general anybody. Power to the mm -hmm. people kind of thing. Where Paul's is more specifically, it's about, you know, the, the state that's going on. Uh, what was going on with Ireland and, and, right. and England. It's almost like the, a flip in that regard. It's like, you know, we always say how John's music, a lot of times, 
is personal, where Paul's mm-hmm. is more accessible to anybody. Right. I think in this case it might have flipped, you know. But anyway, yeah. So that's a quick one. There we go. Tone, you're up, my friend. Number okay. So, so my second question uh, is something that I'm always interested in. Uh, apart from what what Joe said about being first generation, I, I mean, I assume that we were all second generation Beatles fans. Yeah, I'm, I really mostly am. Mostly am. For me, I I I, I really discovered them in 1976, so the band were long gone by 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 then so as second generation fans i'm always interested in how you became a beatles fan or maybe you maybe you came to the beatles via one of the solo beatles but i i want to hear your stories how yeah. how you discovered the beatles hi this is quick we covered it on two legs on an episode once mm-hmm. i actually discovered the beatles really through john lennon as an a solo artist first right. um discovered shay fish as we just talked about um you know, my, my dad had the albums, but I actually just saw the video for Woman as a young kid, and I was I was drawn to John Lennon's music first, as I think my co-host was as well, too. I That's what I, I was drawn to his music. I loved it, and I absorbed it all. You know, when we were from the New York area. My dad went to the Dakota, you know, in 19, and on, on that night, so I was drawn to it, and I was drawn to Lennon first as a, as a solo artist, and then I discovered the same guy was on all these other albums just looking very differently with less hair and more hair so mm-hmm. yeah I, I was a, a solo lennon fan first and then figured out oh that same guy was in this group with three other guys that mm-hmm. was my introduction Tom? okay well 1983 uh 81 82 83 you know all the 80s i am a mtv junkie anytime i get a chance to watch mtv back in those days i was in front of the tv so at my grandparents house in 83 and they played a couple mccartney videos one take it away and uh so bad so i learned from my grandparents that paul mccartney and ringo who was in both of those videos were uh members of the beatles now fast forward to uh 86 87 my uncle who was a you know is or still is a a huge beatles fan was my connection to the beatles so through him you know you know visiting him in well you know in another state when i went to go visit him i mean you know that was just like my my beatles 101 was with him uh back in 1988 so that was just a great time for me discovering uh you know beatles songs and and, and solo stuff and and you know like like andy i gravitated towards towards the john stuff first um so I had a great time you know listening to to all of that music so yeah 1988 was like my you know your like awakening your awakening right exactly right joe I, i'm glad you asked this question tone because it helps to clarify a little bit about what i was saying earlier mm-hmm. basically um i started in 65 you know i was only like three 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 year year, year old but what happened was um then 66 especially i had certain 45s i remember having the picture sleeve nowhere man the u.s picture sleeve nowhere man i remember having we can work it out and day tripper playing them on my mickey mouse record player i love their music i would watch the beatles cartoons uh that were out you know in the in the 60s uh and would watch it every saturday i have a good memory for the past i can still see that mm-hmm. apartment and the tv not so good with you know, memory short term. You, you don't know what you had for lunch today. But no, you know I don't. I, I can't remember what we talked about on this show in the first half hour. But uh, that, yeah, yeah, that that kind of thing. But uh, my mother, you know, took me to see help. You know, uh, when I was very, you know, very small, yeah, very small. But I remember seeing the snow. 
the skiing scene is all I can visualize of that. And I just thought they were so cool. And then, uh, so I consider myself a fan. If Unless some people think a fan is when you're, like, older and you're buying records yourself and stuff. But I think fan means you just like them. But yeah. then, uh, real quick, I kind of, like, then I forgot about them as I, as I was, like, around seven, eight years, nine years, ten years old. I forgot about them. And I heard a lot of the solo songs, though, like Uncle Albert. I remember that when it was mm-hmm. new, Don't Come Easy, 71. And then I had a friend who lived across the street. Uh, in 74, and he had a set of Beatle records, and I said, I remember these guys from when I was just a little kid, you know, 12 years old, when I was a kid, you know. Anyway, then I became a diehard around 75. Okay. Cool. Told. So, we know 76, but how did it lead in 70s? I know you said, told the 76 you discovered, but how did you come to it in 76? Yeah, so uh, so I used to have this friend that used to live up the road from me, and I used to knock for him for to walk to school, you know, every day. And he, he, one day he just he, he had this habit of just coming out with random things, and we'd just be walking along, and he'd suddenly start going, "Here comes the sun," and then just stop it there, where he was at, you know, he was encouraging me to say, "What is that?" Why do you keep just singing that one line sort of thing? Anyway, so he told me about the, he told me that he'd got these these two albums or his dad had got these two albums, the red and the blue album. He said, they're just unbelievable. You've got to hear them. And he lent them to me and um, I took them home and uh, I played them. And, you know, you put on, I played the blue album first. And uh, so the first sort of song, the first song that I heard, uh, Strawberry Fields Forever. And like, just my mind was just blown. And I just went back and just played it over and over again before going on to Penny Lane and Sergeant Pepper, mm. with a little help, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, I just couldn't believe this wondrous song after wondrous song after wondrous song. And I was just hooked. And this 1976 was... Um, uh, the year that we had a, a, an absolute heat wave in the, the summer of 76. And we didn't have rain for, from, I think, from April till September. There was a drought and, um, you know, everyone's outside and I'm, I'm buying up Beatles records and just in my bedroom, like listening to Beatles records and taking it all in and sort of, you know, in my little world, uh, there was just the five of us, really. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that, that was uh, that was how I discovered them, and it just kind of just grew and grew and grew. Really, well, I do remember, remember hearing. I remember hearing "Live and Let Die." Uh, you know, remember when you used to? I don't know if you guys used to do this, but you used to tape the top twenty off. The oh yeah, sure. Run down. Yeah. I can remember taping the top twenty, and "Live and Let Die" was in the charts, but I didn't know at that time that Paul McCartney was in the Beatles. What did you wow. prefer at the time, the red or the blue? Oh, the blue, the blue. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was that kind, you know, it was it was kind of more more in keeping with the sort of the, you know, the mid sort of 70s music. I mean, you know, all my all my friends at school, they were all into prog. And um, there's me, like, just dis- just discovering this band that didn't even exist anymore, you know. <laughs> All right, Andy. Okay. Um, question number two for me. Easy one. Okay. The original 1987 first-issued CDs, the EMI pressings. Now, those were a big deal to get. Um, they have since been surpassed by the 2009 Stereo Remasters. 
have you kept your 1987 first run CD, Beatles CDs? Do you listen to them? Do you still value them, or did you trash them, discard them, and you know, or you just as a collector, you were just keeping them, or did you never even get them and you got the 2009 ones? Go, Thomas. I got all the cassettes, uh, so I had a, I got a Walkman for Christmas like a year or two prior, and I did the cassettes. I didn't do the CDs at that time, so um, yeah, I cassettes and then albums, and then I did eventually get the CDs. Yes, as soon as those two thousand nines came out, they all went. Uh, I, I purged them all, and now I just deal with the 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 two thousand nines. No, I do not have any of those original cassettes. Uh, or CDs and or the albums that I purchased in the in the late 80s 80s so, so you yeah. because the compact because this the cassette was a big thing you got them all on cassette at first yes at and, first. Then, and then CD you know, in the 90s. And vinyl yeah cassette and vinyl at the same time uh, and then going into the CDs as I got a CD player the, the following year uh, and then and then as in 2009 they all got purged oh. Joe. I bought all the 1987 CDs as they were released, you know, each one when they, when they came out. I was very excited about it at the time. I was a big CD fanatic. I went over from vinyl to CD. And uh, I, I wasn't happy with some of the early ones. I, you know, I didn't like the earlier ones, uh, the way they, they were right. too much, especially, you know, Please Please Me with the Beatles, Hard Day's Night. Uh, and um, then uh, I actually gave them all away with the exception of the White Album one, because uh, to this day, which I, uh, I like the White Album. That's my go-to still. I like the yeah. White Album. That's my disc that I go to. But my nephew was getting into the Beatles, so I kind of like started him off with having those CDs, so I gave them to him. And okay. uh, since then, I've gotten them back there. Those, what are those box sets? Yeah. I think HMV. <laughs> Is it called the HMV boxes? I don't know if anybody's familiar with those. Oh, uh, is that the one with the the black box that has the 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 mole inside of the thing? No, they're individual. They came out kind of individually, you know, oh, like Sergeant okay. Pepper and everything. And they have the CDs in there, you know, they're big LP size twelve inch oh, boxes. Oh, those! And yeah. yeah, I started collecting those. Oh, in the big in the twelve inch box, yes. Yeah, yes. and those those have the CDs in them again. Were, so. were those yeah. were those released in America, Joe, or did you get them on? In Oh. Well, I, well, I got them from my record. I, I got them within the last couple of years from my uh, record store I, used. You right, know, not, yeah. not when they first came out. I should say. You know, mm -hmm. I got them used in the last couple of years. So, oh. Tone. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I I did a video on my my channel uh, a few months ago when it was the 40th anniversary of CD, where I kind of told the story of how I I you know I'd been resisting switching to to CV and I was sticking with, with vinyl and then the, the fact that the, the Beatles were suddenly going to be coming out on CD, that was my breaking point of buying a, you know, a CD player. So yes, I bought them, bought them all. Um, I've still got them all. Uh, they're, they're on my shelf. I've still got them all. I don't play them very often. I've got the, I've got, um, no, I've got the White Album, Abbey Road, Let It Be and 62 to 66 to 67 to 70 in the HMV uh, boxes that came out. Big the box. They came out with a, they had a, like a little pamphlet in them, that five or six pages, or not five, but it'd be an even number, wouldn't it? It, 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 it was, I don't know, about eight pages or something like that. And a badge you got with it. 
but not not anything not anything spectacular or anything like that. As Joe says, great big twelve inch box with a you know CD set, <laughs> set in the middle. Yeah, um, wow. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I've yeah I've still you kept them. You, you kept them. Yeah. yeah, I kept all mine. I, I I didn't get them obviously in eighty seven, but a little bit after that, probably the early nine by ninety two ninety three. I was old enough to start collecting CDs, and I, I got them then, and I have kept them all since the day that I got them. And I, wow. I don't I don't play them that much anymore, but I will not get rid of them at all. I've kept them, got the 2009s, everything else. But, yeah, I've kept those 87 runs. And, you know, back then, if you remember, the long box, they all came in the oh, long yeah. box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't I get me an, started. I regret <laughs> throwing them all away. I have <laughs> an uncle. I have an uncle who bought them all in long box. And never opened them, and have left them sealed for over thirty years. Wow, that's great! Wow, and they still really are. And I remember being wow. going over to his house saying, "Can you open this one and play it?" No, and he left them all sealed. The, the eighty-seven long boxes. You get so, some money for those now. Yeah, you, definitely, definitely. You certainly could. Yeah. So yeah, back. Yeah, back okay. To you, all right, that is round number two. Let's try to see if we can pick this up even more. Uh, yeah, my third, my third question. Uh, it's just uh, a one word, one word, maybe maybe one or two words are uh, word answer here. If a an over under of three, okay. Do we? How many more albums do we get from Paul in his? New, new of new material. How many albums of Paul do we get? And with an over under of three, under three, over three. Joe, go ahead. Now remember, this is remember this is new material. This has nothing to do with classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is new pop rock records. Well, yeah. Can, can yeah. I say three? Three sounds no, three itself <laughs> sounds about right. Um, I'm I'm more it's funny because if I have to pick either two or four, in other words, I can't say three. I think I'm thinking three. I'll say four before I say two. Okay. All right. Tone. Tone. Mm, you're more optimistic than I am, Joe. Mm. Um I I think well it's already been well, it's two and a half, two and a bit years, I suppose, since mm. McCartney three. I think that we may get two more. Okay. Uh, um I'd be really happy if we got two if we got two more from him. That'd okay. Be, That'd be great. Andy? Two. All right. Two I'm, more. Yeah. I, I, I seem to think maybe two is, is the answer with some singles sprinkled in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with with some with some singles sprinkled in here and there. But uh but yeah, I, I'm thinking two more two more records. Well then again, in all fairness, you know, he does he waits some, sometimes he waits a few years, you know. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you're right, you're right. Yeah. I take it yeah. back. Yeah. So <laughs> Joe, go ahead with Joe? your third. Oh, we've heard this one a million times. I, I but you know, it's uh, by Ringo's All Star Band in the old Chestnut. You know, uh, if you could just think of one performer that you'd like to see uh, as part of Ringo's All Star Band, what, uh, what's a performer that you you'd like to see in Ringo's All Star Band? What somebody? Oh. What somebody who hasn't been in it? You mean? Yes. Mm, that's a good question. And if you, if you can take if you have to think, we can switch around. Anybody has an answer? Can I say Paul McCartney? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> well, okay. it's got to be the obvious yeah, choice. Yeah, but I'm not going to say. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, very good. Very good. Andy. Andy. I'll say uh, I'll say John Anderson of Yes. I'd love to see John Anderson of Yes oh, sing with Ringo's All Star Bands. <laughs> okay. How about you, Tom? Somebody that was originally going to tour 
with the, the All-Stars, but for some reason, I still don't know the answer. If somebody knows the answer, please let us know in the comments. Peter Cetera. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, I, okay. <laughs> I have I have a bunch of I have a bunch of picks, but a lot of them don't play instruments. I don't think so. Mm. I'm gonna go with I don't John Fogarty. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah, guitar. Okay. Yeah, okay, good. Good pick, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tone number three. Okay. I've also got a Ringo question. Now I'm not gonna. Sh I'm not sure how popular this is gonna be. Um, but okay, do you consider buying? Does the panel consider uh, buying all Ringo's albums and his EPs? You know, uh, the, the EPs are like ten quid here for four tracks. Probably what is it, fifteen dollars? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you consider still buying? Ringo albums as a loyalty purchase. I can't wait for Andy, boy. I'm well, working already. In other words, if Ringo wasn't the Watch drummer it, in the Beatles and he was in, he oh, was the drummer on. in, say, the Hollies or something like that, would you be buying the material that Ringo is putting out? Would you be buying those records if he wasn't the Beatles drummer? Absolutely. I'm not buying them anyway. Oh, <laughs> Well, You're proud of that, eh? <laughs> I am. It, it, I'm sorry. I'm on a big downward trend with Ringo. I'm not into it. I like the first Zoom In EP. I thought it was great. Oh, now yeah. pack it in, so, so, peace and love, and say goodbye. Never I'm pack done. it in, Ringo. It keeps you young. <laughs> keeps you going and healthy. Keep doing it. I am. I am done. I am done with Ringo. I tone to your question. I would not buy anything. I am done. Postcards in Paradise. Last couple albums, not bad. One or two good tracks. They're on the shelf. I'll never touch them again. My family will get them when I pass on, and they can listen to them because I won't. Okay. <laughs> so that'll be a yes then. <laughs> <laughs> so, so look, if, if he was never a Beatle, I mean, who's to say, you know, what his material would would it be, be like then? I mean, would he have been a solo artist if he was with another band? Who, who's, you know, who, the, who's question to say? Is, the question assumes that he's putting out. The material that he's that he's putting out, but he's oh, not actually the Beatles. Okay, well then I don't have any. I don't have any. Uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't have any history with him. I Context. you know I don't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I I don't have. You know, we, we put so much time with these four individuals and 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 the group, right? That you know, if he wasn't, you know, then I probably wouldn't. No, yeah. So yeah, no. I mean. Um, and you know now I'm I'm kind of like have to because you know we do all these shows and we have to review them right, um, but no I mean if in context no I mean I probably um, you know if he was with a different band and then he had all these these same songs maybe a greatest hits but not not every album mm. no no cool. well first yeah. of all a lot of people ask a question like that and it's like uh, I, I don't see what you know to me it doesn't matter why or how I get into an artist people say that to me about Yoko oh yeah if she wasn't married mm -hmm. to John would you even listen to Yoko mm -hmm. I don't give mm -hmm. a damn why I'd be listening to her or not I, I, I am because of John and, I'm, and I like a lot of what I hear I don't care why I get interested as far as the loyalty to Ringo I am loyal I'm a collector and a completist with all four of their music you know, um, I you know all of them. I, I want all the new music that they have, or you know, mm -hmm. and so forth. And when I was a kid, I mean, I really wasn't into like, oh, you know, I didn't know the differences. But I, I heard on the radio, I loved Photograph, I loved All oh My My, mm -hmm. I loved the Don't Come Easy. 
I didn't think, oh, this is Ringo. He's the, he's the low man in the Beatles or anything. You know, if I like it, you know, I like it. I would have liked it anyway, I think, those songs and some other ones. But, yeah, I, I'll keep buying out of loyalty and completism, you know, completist right. things. Yeah. I hope I answered it and, what you and, were looking for. Yeah, yeah kind of yeah. obligation in a way, too. You know? Oh, yeah, but yeah. I love it. I'm not yeah. obligated. Yeah. But same thing with Paul. I mean, we enjoy, yeah. you know, George's stuff. I mean, right. what do you think? I mean, I don't yeah. love everything Paul did, but, uh, yeah, exactly. you know, um, I buy yeah. it because uh, that's those are my sweet spots. <laughs> for, um, <laughs> All right, Tom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 how I feel. I feel I feel that I'm I'm so deep into the collection now that I can't kind of can't stop. Um, but I do feel that it is that you know it's a loyalty. Uh, they're, they're loyalty purchases, and I always think, you know, whenever I say, uh, you know, this is this is good, I always feel like I have to caveat it with. For Ringo at the end of it. Oh year. yeah, but that's all yeah. right. But, hey, look, but, how many but, other bands? I know I'm just extending it, but how many other bands? You know, like the, the I always say the least guy because the least guy in every band need not always be the drummer. But right. whoever whoever yeah. the low man on the totem pole is, how many have a career like that? I mean, and there's no right, one, no you know, one. Yeah. You know, there's no drummer in history no. that has had as many solo oh, Phil Collins. In, no, no, Phil. Phil. But that's why I'm saying not, not necessarily yeah. drummer because Phil Collins yeah. was drummer and he's like the top. I'm talking yeah. about it, it could be the bass player that's the lowest. Right. Yeah, but but, but Phil the... wasn't big. Phil didn't become bigger. Phil was a drummer for Genesis for a decade before he became big. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. 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 a decade. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Phil Phil has obviously been you know much more successful with his solo albums, but he hasn't made as many as right. Ringo. That's true. Made. That's no. true. Yeah. There can't yeah. be another drummer in rock that's made as many out solo albums as Ringo, surely. And by the way, folks, on the new album, Save Your, uh, Save Your Soul, on the new EP, I should say, is one of the best things Ringo. Is that ever what done. it's called? Yeah. <laughs> Save your, I mean, the song Save Your Soul, is, everybody loves that. I mean, nearly all, nearly all of his albums have got so, some stuff. That's, yeah, something. Yeah. You can, you I can, agree. You can hang yeah, on. But, but he's only Ringo, on. like we said. Yeah. He's, yeah. It's an excuse, yeah. but he's just right. Ringo. You know, yeah. he's not yeah. John or Paul or George even. All right. Uh, Andy, let's go. You're number three, buddy. What is the most amount of copies of any Beatles or solo record in your collection? Oh, oh boy. I, I should have thought along these lines. Uh, I know what it, I know what it is. It's McCartney three, and it's it's. I think oh, it's, yeah. uh, it's upward of eighteen or nineteen or something like that. Different different copies, whether it's the CDs, cassettes, uh, or or vinyl. Uh, I think it's right around eighteen to twenty. Oh God, Joe. Well, I forgot about McCartney three. Tom said it. Uh, yeah, of course, McCartney three. I have the most of. I don't know how many copies. I didn't count them, but I have. Right now, I have all the color variants, with the exception of that first third man, really expensive yellow and black mm, dot. Right, right. Um, but but other than that, I would say the U.S. Hard Days Night with the red cover. I probably have the right the U right. United Artist one. Right. Yeah. United Artists. Yeah. yeah. Tone. Uh, well, it's the white album, but I'm not sure how many I've got. I'm just trying to count them up. <laughs> so, let's, let's go through it. So I've got the. The, the album that I bought in the, the 70s, the, the, the vinyl, then there was the C 1987 CD, then there was, what was there then? Then was the two, 2009 remaster uh, on album and CD, so that's for the, mo the, the two, the mono, 
mono uh, CD and album. That's six. Uh, the re- the remix uh, box set, the remix uh, vinyl box set. That's wasn't eight. wasn't Don't there? Don't forget that, 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 that nineteen ninety eight thirtieth anniversary, anniversary one on CD as well. Right. Did you grab that one, Tom? Oh God, no, I don't think I have. I don't okay. think I have. Yeah. All right. I think cool. I think I I think I I well, eight okay. more albums. Yeah. Well, because you're including you're just including uh, between CDs and everything else and vinyl. Uh, yeah. I, it's hard to, for me to think. I mean, yeah, I, know I was I have just right thinking now, vinyl. I, mm-hmm. I was just thinking vinyl too, Joe. But okay. if you, yeah. you know, I know I have right now about a twelve copies of RAM. I probably have about on vinyl, but and then on CD, I probably have four or five on CD. How many copies know. of Rota Gravior do you have by Ringo though? Two. <laughs> two. You have two. Really? Two, 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 I two. I have the original, and then I have the um the one that came oh, out a couple of years Friday, ago. Friday, oh, music, I didn't, I Friday didn't music one. I do. I love that record. That listen, Ringo from seventy to like ninety two. Even up to Liverpool 8, I'm in. I'm all in. Anything after oh, Liverpool okay. 8, adios. That's enough of that. Right. Um, I don't know why I won't. I love Ringo. I just don't like, I don't like new Ringo. I don't like new Ringo stuff. Classic Ringo, I'm all in. But, yeah, I have about a dozen copies of Ram, probably on, just on vinyl. I, I It's probably 20. I mean, I know I have about a dozen white albums on vinyl between original <clears throat> pressings, white vinyl from France, uh, you name it. I, it's yeah. probably 20. 20 yeah. of anything. 20 white albums, 20 Rams, 20 band on the runs. It's it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Cool. All right. That was round number three. Now on to round number four. Let's try to finish this up strong. Now, uh, and kind of in the lines of, of Joe's question earlier, but at, but it's a it's involving the, one of the songs, but but in a different way. Um, who did Bloody Sunday better? Was it John with Sunday Bloody Sunday? And or was it was it Paul with uh, Give Ireland Back to the Irish Joe? Who do you think did oh. Sunday Bloody Sunday better? I think you know the answer to this for me. It's uh, <laughs> it's Paul by a million miles. I think that uh, John's Sunday Bloody Sunday is the worst thing he ever did. Mm. I just don't like. I, that's the only song that I really can't stand. I mean, his, his own of his own stuff. Mm. You know, I would say Cooking in the Kitchen of Love also is mm. weak, but that's Ringo sang that. You know, so I know. Yeah, so Paul. I, I love that compared. To, I'm glad I was able to to give right. that song its its due here. Right. Okay, Tom. Yeah, the lyrics of both of them are really poor. Right. Um, I, I think probably I I'm gonna go for Give Ireland Back to the Irish just just because of the the melody and uh yeah yeah Sunday Bloody Sunday oh that bit at the end where it comes back in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't like the, that. the fade in, the fade in. It was back. a mistake. It was a mistake, yeah. and it was yeah. Now, uh, if we're talking yeah. "Luck of the Irish," "Luck of the Irish" was a damn good song. That's a great right. song. But we're talking "Bloody Sunday." Yeah, yeah. And Next, it, time. It's Paul. Next time. Next time. It's right. Paul. <laughs> it's Paul. It's Paul's easily for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd have to say Paul as well. Even with him, you know, saying how much he loves uh, Great Britain, <laughs> you are tremendous. Uh, that wasn't should have been nowhere near in that song if you're protesting what's going on, you know, what happened. But uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely going to be Give Ireland Back to the Irish uh, for me. Uh, Joe, you're number four. This might take some thinking. I hope not. Well, uh, let me know, uh, Tone, if you need some time. Uh, if Paul, let's say Paul's going to do an album, say, you know, a new album. And we know right now that he's supposedly working with, uh, on Dolly Parton's album, rock mm-hmm. album that's coming out. 
Um, but I'm wondering, like, let's say it was a duet album where he's actually going to, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. You can't say, oh, no, you know, it's going to happen. He's going to sing duets with somebody, male or female, you know, it doesn't matter, on, on almost the whole album, like, together. Uh, well, anyway, somebody from, from, like, the last, say, 10 years, a more modern person uh, mm, from 10 years, more. five, 15 years, who, who could you think of somebody you, you would pick if you had to pick somebody rather than say, well, I'd rather die? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Can you think of anybody? I mean, well, it's got to be a modern person. It can be anybody. Yeah, a modern, mo modern person. Yeah, not mm -hmm. some old timer like Dylan mm. or something like that. Oh, to collaborate with and do a song with, you mean? Not, uh, uh, the whole album. They're, they're singing the together album. on the whole, the whole entire album. Like, <laughs> um, It might take some time. I, you know, Let me know if you need time. And I, you know, yeah, go around different right. orders. Yeah, modern people. Marshall, like, like, like somebody like Billy Joel doesn't count because no. I don't know enough. Nice I don't know world. enough. I don't know. Well, enough that's all right. People. That's all right. That's all right. If I don't, don't know have enough. Anybody, I'd love to see him do something with Paul Simon. I think. That's yeah, yeah. Well, those are old guys. But okay, if you can't, I don't blame you. I love this that nobody can think of anybody. Yeah, I think I. Gonna, I got somebody for Tom, I think, I'm thinking. Yeah, I got somebody, but I don't know if he considers modern, although he just released a new song. But go ahead, Tone. If you're Tone, you still thinking on it? Yeah, no. Uh, I, I tell you what, I think that might might do a really great album with someone like Ryan Adams. Mm, right. Yeah, Ryan Adams. Yeah. I love Ryan Adams, and, mm. and I love Paul McCartney. What an album. Yeah, that would be. Okay, <laughs> Yeah. I've only one thing to say. Who's Ryan Adams? That's all I want to know. <laughs> he's a sort of like an out country bloke, but okay, he's um, it's it's you know, it's not really country country, but gotcha. it's, it's kind of based on that sort of stuff. It's more he does a lot of blues stuff as well. Okay, right, Andy. Andrew. Here's the collaboration that was rumored. It was maybe going to happen and never did. I hope it could. He's still modern because he's actually releasing a new album this year. I want a Paul McCartney, Peter Gabriel. Oh, that's what I want. Yeah. That would be fantastic. That's what I want. Well, I'm going to stick to the to, to the, the the question and I know and I know who it's going to be. No, I you know. don't. No, you don't because I'm going to surprise everybody. Okay, I, I think I I think he could do a pretty good album with Justin Timberlake. Oh. Um, <laughs> you know, listen, I'm not the biggest fan of his. I mean, I I've heard some of his stuff. It's not that bad, but you know what? Paul likes a good beat, and I, I think they, they could uh, collaborate on a pretty good record, uh, the two of them. Okay, so. And you you um, know who I'm going with, right? Say it. <laughs> L. King. L. King, right. Got, her new album's coming out tomorrow, and it's going to be, she was doing pop, rocky stuff. Now she's doing country stuff, but L. King. Okay. So there you go. All right, Tone, you're number four. Okay, so. I've got a game. I've got a game. So you know that you know that kids thing that they do, kiss, marry. Divorce, oh yes, 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 like yes, 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 yes. Oh 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 boy! Right, but yeah. but but there's there's you dirty go, part, if you go dirty, you go dirty. I was trying I was trying to come up with a you know a snappy name for it, and the best I've come up with. Well, you're is, talking about kiss, marry, kill. Yeah, that that that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was trying to come up with a snappy name for my game, and the best I could come up with was Smash, Flash, or Trash, right? Okay. So, okay. What does that mean? Uh, right, okay, I'll tell you. I'm writing so, them down here. So, so here, <laughs> I've got four pieces of paper, and each one of them has got a number on it, okay? And on that number are three Paul McCartney solo albums. You okay. can, you, you, 
there's one of the albums you can pick, you can keep and play forevermore. One of them you can only play once and that for old time's sake, and then you can never hear it again. And the third one, you've just got to throw in the trash. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so Annie, you're first, but, but Tone, you're going to have to, you know, uh, tell us one by one so we can answer yeah, it. So, yeah. so, uh, right. so Andy, pick an, so I haven't, I haven't picked, I haven't picked these albums for, for each of you. Well, there should be numbers. four of them, right? So you're, so yeah. you're going to pick a number. I'm going to pick, pick a number. number one, one to four. And I'll, I'll, I'll hold up the piece of paper. That two. Matches. Number two. Okay. So can you see that? Oh, no. uh, yes. Oh, I see what you're saying. Ram or ban on well, the run. What, what, so one, one of them, one of them you can keep forever and play as many times as you like. One you can only hear once more in your life. And one you've got to throw away. Never hear oh. it again. Smash. Um, so what, which, which one am I keeping forever? Yeah. Yeah, which Smash, one are you keeping forever? Smash. Ram. Oh, man. Ram. <laughs> Ram. I'll right, keep and forever. Then, and then listen one more time. Listen one more time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Flaming Pie. Flash, flash. And then yeah. and then throw away. Oh, damn. That's hard. Um, <laughs> You've picked no, the hardest one. That, that's hard, man. I'm going to keep okay. Ram forever. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll trash Flaming Pie, and I'll it's do tough. one listen for Band on the Run. Right. That okay. that's okay. that's top five t stuff, right? Yeah. The top five albums. That's hard, hard, man. That's that was hard. That All was right. hard. I'll Tom, take number four. I'll number four. four. Damn two. Okay. okay. All right. Um. All right. Oh, why I... couldn't I have I gotten that one? <laughs> oh, Damn man. it! Come on. Uh, <laughs> I am. I am gonna listen to Wildlife for the rest of my life. I am going to listen one more time to Memory Almost Full, and then. Unfortunately, I will uh, just dis dis uh, discontinue uh, new. I'll eighty-six it. <laughs> okay. Number one uh, or number three, Joe? Oh, uh, I'll go with three. Ah, uh, you got an easy one. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, it's so easy. Okay, let's see. Uh, oh, geez, no, not really that easy. Because I no. People are gonna think I'm crazy. All right, forever. Oh wow, people think I'm crazy. Forever, I'll go with McCartney. Oh Jesus! Waterfalls, I'm really thinking, baby. Waterfalls. I'm really. Oh, that's garbage. I'm really. <laughs> I'm really uh, digging three right now. If I say for no, I'm gonna go with. Uh, believe it or not, McCartney two forever. I know people say you're crazy. The reason I say that is because I have such an attachment to it from my high school uh, graduation years. I have a real. And he secretly loves waterfalls, so it's. Crazy. I mean, I, I you know I love the album, but yeah. And then as far as one more time, oh, people oh, people are gonna hate me, man. One more time, I'll go for McCart uh, McCartney three, and I'll trash the first McCartney. Wow. <laughs> Tone, what do you got, everybody? So that leaves me with with one. Oh man, <laughs> that that's the one to get. Uh, are you Holy kidding? Crap. You, are, you, are you kidding? That's you the kidding? one to get. That's crap. What do you got, Tom? Right, okay. So, in the bin goes yeah. kisses in the bottom, kisses, right. kisses on the bottom, right? Just because it's covers. Yeah. Give oh. my regards to Broad Street one more time. Oh. Ooh. And I'm keeping driving rain. Oh, oh that's man. tough because man, that, 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 that's not easy actually. Because no, I, my whole, I, pro I probably picked Broad Street for the rest of my life out of those. Definitely, things. that was good. Definitely. That was good. Okay, Andy, let's finish this up. <laughs> strong. 
What item is missing from your collection that you still need? Oh. What what big uh, ticket item uh, thing that you need easy, and you don't easy. have that you want that easy. you need that you just haven't gotten yet? Go, easy. Tom. Rushes on vinyl. Oh Joe. yeah, Got Joe. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. Well, All right, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, it's called the portrait Beatles portrait cover on VJ Frank Ifield and the Beatles where they're sitting down in their gray suits. I want to a standing to a sitting like that. I, I I'm missing that and I want I that. One. Okay, yeah. one I, I want. Yeah. All right, Tom. Yeah, I've got two that I'm after. Um, Let it be naked on vinyl. I'm after and Twin Freaks. I need. Uh, I, both. I got everybody. I got rushes. I got, I got you. You got it. I don't Joe, damn you. Andy, what do you uh, <laughs> Two things. One thing that's over Tom, my co-host's shoulder, is the Run Devil Run 7-inch single box. I don't have that yet. I need that. And I'm looking for, I want to get, I don't know, I haven't seen it, that promotional, all the best 7-inch single oh, yes. promotional yes, item yes, where yes, all yes. the songs were issued on were issued on 7-inch for all the best. You and I will be fighting over that with our, with our good buddy John Blaney because I know he has that, that set. He he does have that yeah, set. John John, John Blaine, huh? Blaney. Blaney. You don't Blaney. Yes. He he wrote, he wrote books, Joe, so you don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Is he anything like that guy uh, Hemingway or No. No. <laughs> no. Anyways, everybody that that's going to wrap it up for for stuck inside these four walls. I hope you guys really enjoyed this question. Like I said, we want you to send us questions and, and, and topics, opinionated questions, maybe even trivia uh, topics that you think we should be talking about, and we'll try to incorporate that in hopefully into next month's show. So you can email us at twolegspodcast at gmail.com. We'll take your topics, your questions, your trivia, whatever you want to give us, and uh, we'll, like I said, we'll incorporate it into uh, to this show. Joe, my friend, tell everybody about your channel real quick so we can get, get out of here. Yeah, my channel, of course, me and Mr. Mayo, and uh, I do a show called Fab Gab, and uh, Beatley Tone was on uh, one of them recently. He's gonna, I hope he's going to be on, back again. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so you, check out my channel. You're going to call him back again? Call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, good. I, love, yeah. I love that well, I ain't never. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all I can say right now because we're trying to get through. Yes, okay. Beatley Tone, tell us about your YouTube channel. Uh, so yes, my YouTube channel is called Beatley Tones Beatles Channel. Uh, I do a bit of everything. I try and mix up the videos, uh, news, uh, views, reviews. I do deep dives into uh, for album reviews, and uh, the I'm doing deep deep dive series into the uh, Paul McCartney archive collection as well. Anything Great that ha- any news items that happen, I try and get on there. Unboxings, all the all the yes. all the usual stuff. Okay, and Andy and I are Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast, and we are all things McCartney, mainly solo. Every time, every once in a while, we'll t- we'll talk about the Beatles, but we try to have authors on, musicians, uh, podcasters, like the the two gentlemen below us. Uh, that's just the way that I see them right now. But uh, but yeah, we we have, try to have the most you know the, the the best conversation about Paul McCartney that we can. Unboxing videos. Uh, um, you know, reviews, uh, whatever we can do or whatever we can come up with to talk about McCartney, we are there. Um, so thank you again. Let us know in the comments what you think about this uh, this new show, this new idea. Uh, don't forget, twolegspodcast at gmail.com. Send us your questions, your opinionated questions, and your, your topics that you think we should be talking about, and we will see you guys next month. <laughs>
Take care. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Tom. Yes, Thanks, thank Joe. You. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye.